Right, good thing we got rid of her, right? No. I, one of our colleagues is here, but she left. Um, I guess we, we – I thought about inviting her, but she's got stuff to do. Anyway. Uh, she could hang with the tenor – with the tone of this podcast. Yeah, she, she can. No, I – yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't, I don't want to spring it on any – like we, we're trying to get our one coworker, and we, we should tell him about it and be like, listen to an episode and, and see if you want to be on a podcast where we have talked about Natural Harvest before. Yeah. What's Natural Harvest? It's our most popular episode. It's the semen cookbook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry. Uh, oh, speaking of this show, which we haven't named yet. Cookbooks. Nope. Not speaking of that. We're not speaking of that ever again, except I just brought it up. Um, yeah, uh, welcome to Lunch Break Society. Yeah. I'm Brendan. I'm Noah. Pound down. Pound it. Season two. What if one day we introduce each other? Because in my head, I was like, welcome to Lunch Break Society. And I almost said, I'm Noah. But what if I said he's Noah? I think it would be more – oh. And would I say he's Noah or would I say you're Noah? Like do, are we talking to each other or are we talking to the Pounders? Pounders, what do you think? See, the fact that oh, I just For me, switched. I always think of a podcast conversation. It's like we are having a conversation but I'm talking to an imaginary listener. It's like a both hand, right? Like you're talking yeah. to me but you're also including – and I think that's I why – I talk to you differently on the podcast than I talk to you in real life. Yeah, Like actually. if I get bored with something you're saying, I walk away. I don't have that freedom here. Yeah. So – um, do, no, you don't. <laughs> no, um, John, have you seen that picture of it says what listening to a podcast is like? And it's, it's, uh, it's, there's an ice cream cooler and there's a bunch of women holding popsicles and they're all laughing. And there's a kid sitting next to it with a bowl of ice cream also laughing and looking at them. Yeah. Because it's like, there's a friendship going on, but it's behind a wall. Yeah. So like, I don't know. John always says, he sometimes says, my friend was saying the other day and he's like, oh no, it was a podcast I was listening to. What are you doing? Close my eye because it's very bright in this room. Uh, it's making me think of my one of my favorite death grips. Oh, it actually room. is. If you turn, I was like, I was like, it's not that bright. And then I turned around to face where you were. You're facing the window. Do I look beautifully angelically backlit? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of all the time, though. Um, no, that line makes me think of, a, of, a, of my favorite lines from a Death Grip song. I think I've said it before. Um, this song called Artificial Death in the West. At the end, he goes... Uh, Is this about bright windows or not having friends? No, about about watching... Oh, watching other You'll people. You'll get it. Yeah. He says, watching you, watching me, watch them, watch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says yeah, it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching you, watching me, watch them, watch me. Yes. It's totally like, that is what it's like to live now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything's very circular and whatever, social media, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Have, I mean, we, have we talked about the myth of proximity old, to celebrities on Twitter? I think I've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. When, when older people talk about how they don't get like Twitch, I'm like, well, I don't love Twitch, but when I turn it on, I'm like, I instantly get why people love this. Yeah. It's just instantly because it's fun to watch people play video games. It's yep. fun to watch fun. people comment on It's fun to be watched playing video games. I'm like, how could you not see this as. Yeah. An inevitable step, you know. Yeah, no, I, I used to make YouTube let's plays, and they're kind of fun. They're like, great to have my commentary on the game, or whatever. Yeah, um, that's that's like a fun thing to do. Uh, or like, yeah, stream a board game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. People don't want to do anything unless they're doing. So I, I mean, I I tend to like because I'm an old old school gamer. I tend to like I'll do a lot of things like when if I'm playing like Apex Legends, right? I won't turn my earpiece on. Like I don't unless it's my friends. What? Or oh, your mic. Yeah, I won't turn my mic. Yes. Like yes, I, no. But that's very much not how people play. Like people right. just tend to be like you should have your mic on all the time. No, nope, never rude. never getting on mic with randos. I will get you on don't, mic. You don't get on no, mic with randos. I get on mic with my friends. Yeah, I don't I try not to get on mic with randos. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it is, I told you about, there was one day I was playing the first day I was playing Apex Legends 
I did like a strike move. Like I used my strike, yeah. which is like this big, they drop bombs all over. Gibraltar? Yeah. yeah okay. And I did it without, I didn't know what it was or what it, what it were. I just yeah. went, oh, I'm going to press this, right? And my yeah. two other teammates, I wasn't connected, but they were talking. And one it of them. It hurts you. Yeah, it's one, the worst. One of them goes, yo, did you use your special? The other one goes, no, nah, it was the other guy. And then there's beat of silence and the guy goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> and I just was. You know, I just realized that I know people don't like going to the movie theater and certain movie theaters like Alamo are very strict about talking, but other movie theaters aren't. And I realized going to the movies is like watching a movie with everyone's mic on. Yeah. And I've told you about what the fuck guy, right? My favorite yeah, movie yeah, commenter yeah. of all time. So like sometimes it's actually very enjoyable to like have someone doing commentary. Hell yeah. Or my favorite movie commenters are the people that don't add anything to the movie. They're not like making a joke on top of the joke or they're not like pointing out a subtle detail. They will just restate exactly what you just saw yeah. to oh, their friends. Oh, that's a Mission Impossible movie. You're like, yeah. Not quite that broad, but, but well, like, yeah. He so just punched her. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, the one I remember most clearly yeah, we is saw it. Yeah. Deadpool where a, the massacre on the highway, a dude's body is stuck to the roadside and then the scene kind of like stops and Deadpool's standing there and then in the background the body slides off the side and the guy leads over to the person he's with and goes oh he fell off the sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course he fell off the fucking sign my favorite thing in we recent, all saw it and we, I saw some movie I don't even remember but there was a trailer for the movie Fifth Wave the Fifth Wave which of feminism a movie that bombed are we on the fifth wave no it was like a no we're on the I, mean, I think we're in the fourth wave right yeah so couldn't isn't it time for the fifth I think you'd Isn't need, Captain Marvel you'd fifth need wave the paradigm to change so drastically that you'd then say now we're in the fifth wave of, parad- of feminism. At what point, Jesus, we're, I mean, no, whatever, we're qualified to talk about this. At what point is like the shift from sort of like feminism is like a women's issue to, to, to the phrase women and femmes? Or women and femme identified people? Like, that's is, is that wave. enough of a sh- Okay, that's fourth wave? To me. Okay, that's all Because third wave feminism was like stuff like the porn wars okay. of the 90s, like people like Andrea Dworkin, Judith Butler. Yeah. And then all that scholarship made its way into the early 2000s where I was in school with all the my, like people my age yeah. were then coming, bringing in things like consent, bringing in things like issues of trans exclusion trans uh, okay. okay so that's all in fourth all, wave to me that's all fourth okay. i mean there's 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 always like seeds in i don't it early i don't on. know my waves I, I can admit yeah. that also um, I, we're both wearing shirts that, we're both wearing ideas. shirts that say feminist by the way yeah yeah um no i don't say who cares about feminism i mean who cares about cataloging ideas perfectly oh sure of being like in this is years, this wave and this is this wave yeah in 50 years we'll be, i mean what's postmodernism? it was different in the 90s and now it's different in People yeah. use it. it was different in the fifties. Yeah. It was different. You know, it, it, it's only useful until it's not useful. Yeah. Wait. So we're watching this movie. Oh, we're yeah. watching trailers, and this movie called The Fifth Wave comes on, and the trailer like, so. whatever. And at the end of the fifth wave, this guy in the front just goes, "Yeah," and everybody laughed. Yeah. Because it was great. Yeah. Like he great time. No, it's it's it can be very fun. So yeah, John and I have decided John doesn't really like Alamo Draft House anymore because. Or like Nighthawk or anywhere where you eat because waiters are always running in front of you. I hate that. Yeah. So like I, I enjoyed yeah. the novelty at first, but now I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? I would actually like bigger seats where I can put up the armrests and recliners. So Depends on the movie. Though. Founders, I'm not going to tell you which movie theater in New York has all those things. You probably know. But like mm. we have a movie theater we like. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. I want to see this movie called. Uh, oh, yeah. 
uh, it's by a guy named Bo Hu. He's a Chinese film director. I don't even live in New York. It's, it's in it's in theaters now. It's in that's the link. What's it in, called? It's called the, an elephant sits alone, sitting or waiting or walking, something like that. An elephant sits by himself. An elephant it's sits by himself sitting. Yeah, That'd an elephant bit, sitting. Maybe it's called. Okay, and, and it's like four hours. And oh, yeah, it's one of your marathon movies. It's a marathon movie, and then also like. It's about like it's 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 one of those like deep losery existential like I know I'm gonna love it because it's yeah. like about there's an elephant and all these people with their broken lives are coming yeah. to figure out why the elephant's sitting. The guy killed himself at 29 after he made the movie. Oh, Whoa. it's his first and last film. Wow, and people are like it's a masterpiece of, of wow. world cinema. Let's skip school and go. Let's go right now. No, thank you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, I actually enjoy school. Um, I do too. I love school. I was thinking about I'm a it. Tired today. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a mood. Let's do antics in the attic, and then I want to talk about something else um, because we're this is like a snack break, I guess. Um, antics in the attic. Welcome to antics in the attic. Rosemary. Noah, did you? listen to all the other Interpol albums which we were supposed to do between now and the other time. I did not. Okay, great. That's fine. Can you I, want to hear can what I, I still... listened to instead? What? Uh, Sibelius First Symphony. Never heard it before. Okay. So Bruckner, here's what's going to happen seven. this week. That's what I've been into. <laughs> here's what's going to happen this week. No. Let's talk about what we've both been into on heavy rotation mm. and how it connects to antics or does it. Mm. This is what I was thinking. Like the future of this... I can do segment, that. I can do that. you know, in episode 500 yeah. is going to have to like be a different piece of art that we're reviewing, but then we just put antics on the end. Yeah. Just so it's always about it. So talk about the shit you, and I'm going to check my Spotify real quick just to see what exactly I've been listening to. Um, well, actually, the, well, first actually. Thing, the first guy I've been like going back into. Noah just took his feminist shirt off and is, said, well, actually. Is, well, actually, my lady, if you doth brand the katana, you must learn the skill set needed to flash away at the chads. Sorry, yeah. I've been listening to uh, <laughs> William Bazinski. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's an electronic like tape artist, and he wrote. He's most famous for a piece called "Disintegrated Loops," which is like he made a bunch of loops on actual tape in the '80s, and then like of like uh, synth- synthesizers making yeah. sounds in loops. Yeah. And he left them in his mother's basement for like ten years, and they disintegrated. Oh, cool! And so you listen to them, and you're hearing what he wrote, but you're also hearing how time has eroded. Cool. And I love that. And so it's I've like been the, listening to him I again. I just learned last night that Margaret Atwood, maybe some other people, buried manuscripts under a tree, and they're supposed to dig them up in a hundred years. Oh. I don't know if it's going to do anything That's remotely cool. the same. I don't know. Like publish to... them like as pictures of what they dug up. Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. Like, like, is, like, is, is it going to actually do anything? Yeah. Or like it's like an erasure where like there's holes in each page, but you don't ever fill in the words that we're supposed right. to do. Yeah, you're that's kind like, of how yeah. the disintegration loops. All right, so the disintegration loops. Uh, I've been listening to uh, – there's a composer named Jean Sibelius and who is just a huge composer who I never really paid attention to. So I started getting into his first symphony. Today, or okay. not today, this week. No. Good, really good. And then there's this guy, Anton Bruckner, late, late romantic German composer. Now bring it all around. Um, all of that music is, uh, uses a, uh, an intense, complicated system network of signs uh, and sounds to convey meaning. Uh, so they're related by virtue of all being music. Stick the land. Wow, okay. 
<laughs> using that music school degree. Uh, I don't know uh, about now ask me about what I've been listening what to. What have you been listening to? So I went to check my most recently saved songs in my library, and they are all Interpol songs. Well, we're going to skip past those. Because um, the other thing I've gotten back into recently is Blacklight Dinner Party. Have you ever listened to them? Mm-hmm. It's... Hard to describe. A lot of, like, keyboard and synth stuff. Very light, very fun. Um, but it's music that I am drawn to particularly because of the sort of emotional content of the songs. Mm. Um, there's a song called Older Together that I really love. Mm. Uh, the chorus of which is... Gro- it's like, gro- I love you and I want to get old with you. Essentially. And we can go to hospice together and eat pudding before we pass well, away. Well, no, it's... it's no. It's... Um, Come on, I had it's to almost it's almost about it's almost about the fear of committing to a relationship. Oh, okay. Uh, this time I ran too far away. Uh, if you run, like I'll be your renegade with you, mm. and they say grow older together. So it's like this sort of like That's sweet. It's kind of like the um, you heard Tegan and Sarah's back in your head. Maybe not that song. Oh, fucking good song. Yeah, that I like song. That. The, the the whole thing is I just want back in your head. Mm. Um. And then the other, like, they kind of just repeat that a lot. And they say, I'm not unfaithful, but I'll stray when I get a little scared. Mm. And so it is the the idea of, like, fear of how much you love someone or how much you want to commit someone can lead you to, like, seek out other things. And for some people, that's obviously very acceptable. You know, open relationships, that all exists. Mm. But for some people, it's, like, not, but maybe it should be. But it's it's this idea of, like, I didn't do it because I don't love you. I did it because I do. Mm. So I'm very interested. Or maybe. I think even... Underline it just the difficulty of being with another person. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even I realize I'm realizing that like straying or running away doesn't even necessarily mean like sexual relationship with someone else. No. Like I have a friend who had moved to New York a few years ago and he's friends with me. Um and he has this husband, but he was like he was realizing I was talking to him the other day, he was like, I realize I have not made a lot of other friends in New York. And like my husband and I spend so much time together and I don't really have other things that are just for me. So we started playing the bass. That's great. Like the bass is a great, like yeah, yeah. you know, like oh, I was gonna say what I, you're I, doing. I, I very, very I've almost never cheated on people in relationships I've been in. I can I think I can clearly like I've, it's very rare that I've ever like cheated with anybody. Yeah. So I'm not guilty of like of like emotion or physical cheating that often in my life, but being emotionally unavailable, fucking ding ding, man. Sure. I'm sure. like I'm yeah. like I shut down a lot. Like yeah. I'm like and I'm like get the hell away from me, and I yeah. act like I'm not in a relationship when I am. That's, yeah, that's that's hard. Part of yeah. the reason why you should run away from me, Pounders. I can't because me. I have to do this podcast right now. But anyway, so so those things connect to me to Interpol because of the heavy emotional – like the fact that I'm more into it for like the emotions in some ways. Mm. Um, although Interpol, I guess I'm more into like sonically than – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So those those songs, Back in Your Head and Older Together by Black Light Dinner Party, very much connect to antics because of their sort of like heavy focus on relationships and intimacy and what they all mean. Boom! That was Antics in the Attic. Um, relationships. See, that's funny. And now I could uh, – my music seems to be devoid of human relationships that I'm into this week. It's all orchestral music, abstract scales and, and tape loops and things. I don't have any people in my music this week. I think I need to see a therapist. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm not kidding. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone should see a therapist at some point. It's just good practice. It's like going to get a physical, get a men- menticle. Yeah, so uh, mental, mental checkups call. Give you a hand job if you ask. Nice, most of them. Most Sex therapists, maybe. Mm, 
even have to. But you know, psychiatrist necessarily. All right, uh, we're gonna <laughs> not this true boundaries. This isn't necessarily a snack break. Noah. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. No, real quick, listen. real quick. Yeah, I just go. want to talk about something you said this week. What did I say? We don't have to get into was it why? bad? No, it was really interesting. I don't know. You had a rough start to the week, uh, or maybe it was last week. Uh, Recently, you had a slightly rough time. Don't get into why. Uh, but what you said to me was. You know, I was like, how are you dealing with being at school? And you said, I'm a method actor. Right now, there's no difference between me and Daniel Day-Lewis. And I think yeah. that idea is really interesting, like, doing your life as a – not a performance of your life, but, like, as a performance of your life that you have to do. Oh, I think it totally is. Yeah. Because, I mean, method actors have to essentially, like, evoke in themselves the – qualities of whatever they're trying to right. they have to convince themselves yeah. you know and teacher Brandon, I have to be teacher Noah have to show everything. up here and like yeah I have to and, I, and, and people are so clear when it breaks down mm. like when I go to a poetry slam and I'm not in like I've said this before but I'm not in poetry mode and I'm not like willing to engage people and talk about things but and I just kind of sit there and I'm in my own head everyone's like are you okay like people notice when you're not doing the right method for the situation yeah it's very interesting yeah anyway let's I get mean, in certain quick. spaces it's not like that I feel like I never have to pretend to be a comic because okay. the only thing a comic is is a guy doing comedy. Sure. You know, but a teacher, we put a lot yeah, of uh, expectations yeah. on what you're supposed to be or who you're supposed to be like. All right, that's enough. Let's get a word from our sponsors. Yes. We don't have any. Let's just end the show. Okay. Oh, no, you, what do you want to say? I was just going to make us up with some sponsors. Oh, you want to make up your sponsors? Ready? Brandon's Baby Food is food for Man and not for babies. Is this because only. I eat baby food pouches? Brendan's baby food. Look, Pounders, baby food pouches are so good. Easy, it's it's way too much. Squash. It's way too much packaging. Even my son's but, like, I don't want that. I want big boy food. Yeah, because butternut squash pear is big boy food because this is a, a complex flavors. So yeah, yeah. I might start making my own purees and bringing them in Tupperware don't call and it a eating puree. them. It's baby food. I might make my own baby food. Whatever. I'm a baby. Pound down. <laughs> good night. Good night. Good night.